Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Jeff McLean uh, joining us now from Philly. And, uh, Jeff, the calm before the storm, it's, uh, it's happening. And, man, there's a lot on the line Sunday night. It'll be, uh, it'll be great to have you in town. I hope you could hear that one uh, commercial, enchiladas, tacos, that should get you excited about a trip to the Metroplex where you can truly get some of that Tex-Mex you, you miss out on in Philly. I remember going to some taco place in Philly, and it did not quite do the trick. So I hope that piqued your interest, sir. <laughs> uh, we got some good tacos here. I guess, did I take you there? I must have taken you to the wrong place. Uh, no, I can't remember the name of it. You, I went with a certain tight end. Who I, you uh, know, I was once close with, um, and yeah, uh, I don't you, know you, you were not far time. away. Yeah, uh, Brent Selleck. I wonder where Brent is these days. I wonder if he's still around town or if he's filtered. But surely he is. I don't know if you ever see him, him around. Today. I saw him today. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, he's like a part-time helper Eagles in drum practice. They never go away, do they? They're either they either turn into. Uh, I saw like the Commanders recently, and I was like, "Oh, there's Brian Mitchell. There's so and so. There's like none of them ever go away. They're either on, you know, radio or they have podcast or something. Yeah, and there's and there's always some former Eagle or Cowboy firing people up, right? Like Donovan McNabb will do it occasionally. Um, you always uh, you always hear from them. What about this? Uh, this Sheck Leonard thing is interesting, isn't it? It's kind of like the uh, pre-fight. I mean, it's kind of like leading up to the big battle, the undercard. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys both wanting Shaq Leonard, the services of Shaq Leonard, and Eagles went out, and it led to Jerry saying something like, well, Shaq wanted to go to the place where he had the best chance to win a Super Bowl or win. And I thought it was a very honest moment for Jerry. I'm like, Jerry, do you realize kind of what you're saying in the aftermath of this player choosing Philly? But I understand the head coach, Sirianni, uh, may have played a, a fairly large role in uh, in Leonard's decision. Yeah, that's what he said yesterday when we spoke to him. You know, they knew each other from Indianapolis. And, and I see you recall when Nick uh, had that disastrous uh, – <laughs> opening press conference uh, after he'd been named the Eagles head coach, Leonard actually came out and defended him, um, you know, out of respect, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously he probably thought that this guy has the chops to be a good head coach. And for the most part he has. And then now he's here playing for him again, although he didn't technically play for him because he's offensive coordinator in Indianapolis, but yeah. he's playing for Nick here in Philadelphia. And um, I imagine we'll see some of them. I don't think we'll see him out there for all the snaps, but uh, he'll he'll be out there a little bit. Can we ignore certain takes in the NFL? Isn't that amazing that David Carr take on Hertz and, and and I had to I had I was like oh I didn't know David Carr was still doing stuff. I guess I guess that was on the NFL Network. And then I'm always torn between like you'd rather just ignore it when somebody says something idiotic, but then of course. It goes so crazy out there, and everybody's dunking on him and all of that. Um, what a strange take that was. I don't know if he's tried to walk it back or whatever, but, I mean, I, I would say probably with Jalen Hurts, um, 
and he's even coming off a, a tough effort and getting banged up in that game, a weird thing to to say. Well, I think this team might function better with Mariota as the <laughs> as the quarterback right now. Was I mean, again, that's just baffling. But I am curious where Jalen is right now. You feel like health wise, um, saw him come back out. It was a great sign in that game. So when he came back out, because I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be the huge story before this game. I never knew it would be David Carr saying something ridiculous, but. Where is Hertz? Because he's had a ter- you know terrific year, but uh, but right now seemingly I guess he's he's been banged up a little bit at times. Yeah, I think David Carr qualified his statement by saying that uh, he should rest because he's not 100. percent But I mean, I think Jalen Jalen hasn't been on an injury report yet this year. I mean, he's got obviously knee issues and wearing like a soft brace on it, um, and he doesn't you know sometimes look as explosive when he's running out there. But he's fine. I mean, he's like all these guys are banged up you know, a little bit, and even at the quarterback position. So I, I don't think the health is a huge thing. Um, and in terms of his play, well, this last game he was not one of his better games. He, he definitely held the ball too long, missed some downfield throws that he should have thrown. Um, wasn't all on him, obviously. And, and see, San Francisco's got great defense, and they had a really good game plan for limiting the Eagles in the run game, and then that forced Jalen to have to throw it uh, against two deep safeties, and you know how that goes sometimes. Um, but you know, I think for the you know he got off to a rough start. They had a new offensive coordinator here, Calm Plays, and I think that dealt into uh, that played a part in the struggles early on. But then he kind of got really into a groove, and there were there were weeks um, where he you know I wouldn't say literally carried the team, or even figuratively say they carried the team, but he certainly willed the team uh, to victories against the Bills. Uh, Kansas City had had some pretty good uh, moments as well. Obviously, a good team there. Uh, Cowboys in the first meeting. There were three really bad offensive drives when they got ahead late in that game. But up to that point, he had played pretty well. So I think Jalen is still learning. He's still progressing. He's only 25 years old. So, you know, um, he's still got a lot to, to learn in terms of being consistent week in and week out. Um, so if you step back and look at the bigger picture, I think there are a lot of areas in which he has shown some growth. Um, I do think that the injury and just the Eagles one maybe to protect their investment a little more has factored into why he hasn't been as um, as and the offense hasn't been as productive because he's just not running as much. The zone read game, the RPO game, hasn't been as prevalent this year. And if you know, you obviously you do from the last year especially. I mean that you know opens up a lot of space for the Eagles, not only for the receivers uh, in the passing game, but certainly the running backs in the run game. All right, um, and and you had the run the ball people out at uh, now. Where do they set up for something yeah. like that, Jeff? Give me the uh, proximity. To the uh, is that right outside the uh, practice facility right there, the, the Novacare yeah, Center? Actually, not far uh-huh. from where I am. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, um, it's UFA I, I, has gotten um, collectively uh, raised their football IQ over the last how many years because that was not the problem. The fact that they didn't run the ball enough. The, the, the problem was they couldn't run the ball, and that's basically why they abandoned it. And then they got behind. So. Um, that's an old kind of narrative uh, that when the Eagles lose and you look at the stat sheet and say, oh, my God, you only ran – running backs only ran nine times. They didn't run the ball <laughs> enough. But that's just not the case, and, and you know as well as I know. Uh, in fact, if you look at the Eagles overall, I think they're fifth in terms of rushing attempts. Um, mm-hmm. th- th- that's well, not – you know, that's not how you – you don't pound the football if, if you can't – if you're only getting two and a half yards per carry. That's just not – that's not making sense. You're pounding your head against the wall otherwise. Um, so, yeah, 
those guys. Um, you know, Nick sent out some coffee, and apparently they sent them on their way because when I got down here, they were gone. <laughs> what, do, what do you get a sense from Eagles fans and even the Eagles coaches and everything? This game, watching the Cowboys and how they performed recently, had a close call against the Seahawks. but uh, And that was a good game, that first one uh, that they had. Uh, and the Cowboys have been incredible at home. I mean, 14 straight. They've blown a lot of people yeah. out at home. Where, where, I mean, this really does feel like, and I guess the Eagles would still hold the tiebreaker uh, even with a loss a Sunday. But what, what is the, what, what's the sense that you get uh, from not only the, the fan base, but just from the, the Eagles team, kind of the state of that team, and then looking at the way the Cowboys are playing? Because quite honestly, Dak is kind of now in the MVP conversation. And he's looking a little bit like Jalen's looked in the past. And I'm thinking about last season, uh, the way the way Dak's been in a rhythm. And it was funny, the 49ers woke the Cowboys up, by the way, several weeks ago with a 42-10 thing. And I think the Eagles are kind of hoping uh, that loss has the same impact on them. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it's, the, it's end days here in Philadelphia, but uh, in the lo- outside, I guess, the locker room or outside <laughs> the nuclear complex. But uh, – Look, I mean, they got their asses handed to them. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I think style, stylistically and the fact that Eagles have been – they were down at linebacker um, didn't bode well for them in, in that matchup, um, especially, you know, when you get the ball in the hands of, the, you know, the Debos Samuels and the Christian McCaffreys and, and the George Kittles of the world. Um, but, look, this is still a good team. They're 10-2. They're they, they beat the Cowboys the last time they played them. It wasn't the prettiest effort. And, um, but I, I think you could say the same thing about the Cowboys as well. But, you know, I mean, certainly it's daunting. They haven't won in, in Dallas since 2018, I believe. And and this team, as you mentioned, has won 14 in a row. They're playing very well. Obviously, Dak Prescott, uh, Mike McCarthy seems to have uh, tapped into um, something there uh, these last several weeks. And as you mentioned, the San Francisco game after those three interceptions seemed to be a little bit of a wake-up call. And I guess maybe the Eagles are hoping for the same. And, you know, and I think it will be to some to some um, extent. Um, look, they still have a lot of talent. They still have you know, look at the offensive side of the ball. They're getting Dallas Goddard back. They still have two of the better receivers in, in the league, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They have a great offensive line, and Jalen Hurts has been playing well. I mean, last last week was a little bit of a blip um, on the radar screen, but I don't think it's uh, a doom or gloom here. Um, all that being said, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a tough test for the Eagles because I think um, they probably – maybe Dallas saw maybe some areas that they could exploit that maybe they hadn't seen since the, since the San Francisco film. Are you monitoring this appendicitis uh, situation? Mike McCarthy has surgery. He may be back. He's trying to target Sunday. I don't maybe. know if this is going to be a distraction. Yeah. What's that? I was definite. I thought it was definite he was back. Mm, I mean, they're saying that, but I think they're just talking to him and hoping he's going to be back. No, I mean, you know, I mean, it's the coaches addressing the players right now. Yeah, I mean, addressing the media. The coaches are sort of speaking on Mike's behalf. So he is not back as of yet. The thought is he is, and they asked Schottenheimer today, and, you know, he was like, yeah, we, we did talk about football, and he said there's only two things he talks about, you know, football and Pittsburgh. The only two things Mike McCarthy really likes to talk about. So uh, from – his recovery, and I know people come back from that pretty quickly, but uh, 
Goodness. I mean, and again, it's not like he's having to run up and down the sideline, but he just turned 60 years old. I think from that Pittsburgh, it would it would really because he didn't he couldn't do it during COVID. He missed a game. I also think he wouldn't like. I mean, if if they beat the Eagles and Dan Quinn is their interim head coach for the game, um, I don't know. It, it's it's not great optics. Uh, I'm not saying that's gonna you know, McCarthy's gonna lose his job because of it, but I'm just saying that may hasten his recovery a little bit. Well, I, I'm right, and I guess Sean Hammer has to call plays, so I guess it'll be run first down, Correct. second down, run through down. <laughs> and, you got, and you got defensive-minded head coaches, uh, you know, and Dan Quinn, right? They're, they're going to be running the ball a lot. Hey, yeah. what's, whatever better they don't, they, like it, that mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what Quinn would have them do, but he did win that last game. And I think uh, fans would feel okay. Although Mike's called some good games and everything, uh, he, I mean he's been doing well, and the offense is putting up big numbers. From uh, um, Fletcher, I was just thinking about um, you know the defense right now, and uh, he's been banged up. But I think I saw he was a full go today. What is the defense? Uh, one of the reasons they brought in Shaq Leonard. I know the Eagles have been banged up at linebacker. Uh, waiting to see what Darius Slay, although I think wouldn't that just rest today? What is the, what's the health factor of that uh, Eagles defense? Yeah, I guess you, know, you mentioned Fletcher first. I mean, he played, you know, despite the groin injuries full, so I think he'll be fine. Um, Zach Cunningham okay. is returning. Uh, he had a hamstring last week, but that's that certainly played a part in um, what happened last week versus San Francisco in that position. Um, and then Darius Slay has a knee issue. And they're just resting him. And they played, they practiced indoors today on turf, and they got next two games are on turf. And I think they're just trying to maintenance the, the veteran cornerback, which, um, you know, is certainly something that I think uh, raises some alarms, some alarms, raises some bells in terms of uh, ring some bells. I don't know what's the cliche I'm looking for, Matt. But, um, yeah, because, yeah, kind of this is a guy thing. that doesn't, doesn't, just not as explosive as he used to be. And, you know, smart cornerback can kind of compensate for what he lacks in, in speed nowadays. But I think that would, you know, that's that's something to be concerned about. Maybe not for this game, but uh, maybe as the season progresses. All right. Well, this fan base does not like Sirianni, and I think it's been, I think that's been great. I, I mean, I kind of like his reactions, and uh, he's become kind of a, uh, I mean, you, you need some enemies between. I mean, you already have the hatred between the two fan bases, but you need people in these games that people can get mad at and all that kind of stuff. And Sirianni, I mean, his reactions to things, things he says, and there's more cameras than ever, obviously, things he says like when he's walking off the field, uh, he's really gotten under the skin of Cowboys fans, and I wouldn't think he minds that. But I think that's good for the rivalry and good for the deal, and it's kind of fun to see both teams having a really good season because it gives us a great uh, a great showdown Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Nick being who he is. Uh, I don't think that there's – I'm sure there's some people in the building that would rather he not do some of the things he does. Um, you know, why give anybody more fodder? Um, and, and, you know, but at this level, I don't know how much motivation players and coaches need, especially in a big game like this. Um, you know, that's maybe just kind of outside noise. Um, but, you know, Nick's a fiery guy and he's, you know, he's certainly developed a, a reputation with officials around the league. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see. You, I don't know how I don't know how co- what coaches think about think of him um, because you know when he's not in that mode, he's pretty he's a pretty docile guy. Um, but when he's in uh-huh. like competitive or coaching mode, that's when you see him at his most animated. Yeah, and he's animated against the Cowboys, especially so, uh, which I I love. Even Howie, yeah. one of those games recently, I saw Howie down there celebrating on the sideline. He ran off the field and everything. So uh, that's kind of uh, funny, considering uh, uh, you and I, you know, knowing him over the years. Uh, sorry about Penn State's uh, defensive coordinator. I'm sure that's not top of uh, mind for you, but that is your. That is your beloved uh, alma mater, and uh, I do believe he's taken the uh, Duke job. So uh, just wanted to pass along my thoughts to you on that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very kindly. Um, yeah, yeah, we would have taken the offensive yeah. coordinator, but that's okay. All right, all right. Well, people in Waco, they love getting to meet you, and so it's good to get to hear from you again on the, uh, the long-lost uh, Kevin Cobb series. I still pull that up every once in a while to kind of look back at some of those. Baylor now has a new offensive coordinator, Jake Spavital, all right, from the Air Raid family. And by the way, when you fly into town, consider, if you're staying Fort Worth direction, consider Joe T. Garcia's if you've never done it before. That's kind of like a, I mean, that's a, that's a staple and something you guys need to do at some point. Just wanted to put that on your radar. Try and check it out. Okay. All right. That's family-style Mexican. I thought we lost you there for a second. Jeff, I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll holler at you soon. I'll see you Sunday All night. Right. Thanks, man. See you Sunday. Okay. All right. There he goes, Jeff McLean. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Maybe he needed to, to get going there. But uh, good to have him and lots of interesting information on the uh, Eagles and Cowboys um yeah that is uh that is um that's just interesting to uh to break this all down and uh i I just think there's a lot going on and the eagles are now and their fan base is in the same place the cowboys fan base was after losing to the 49ers this is not a great headspace to be in before a huge showdown especially a place where the cowboys never seem to lose anymore at home uh, this is by far the most important game of the season to this point if the cowboys win it they are truly back in a race to have home field advantage and win the division that is massive that is bigger than at any point before i, I do not love their chances uh, really against the 49ers in any possible way. But what if they could put that game off? What if they could somehow put that game off until the NFC title game, a place they never get to? Uh, it would be enormous, and so that is something to track. All right, Campus Confidential coming up at 440 today, and, I mean, the portal is hopping. And then we happen to have with us today – uh, the guy who's kind of known as the nation's foremost authority when it comes to the transfer portal, let's ask him about Baylor. Let's see how active they've been. And let's ask him about a record start to the portal. Over 1,100 players in that. Uh, next, we continue on, and we'll get you uh, caught up. I've got some thoughts on uh, college basketball. That's next. 